This is the Veritable Veteran Podcast, bringing truth and exposure to the struggles veterans and their families face post-military. What are you doing? This is my show. Um, not today. It's not. It's our show. Great. Hey everyone, I'm Evan. And I'm Lydia. You are listening to That Veteran and His Wife. Every week I interrupt my husband's podcast and we do a special episode together where we discuss the unique challenges veterans and their spouses encounter. Suit up, it might get weird. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this is that veteran and his wife. So today is September 11th, and I know this is going to air on September 12th, but we wanted to record an episode just discussing September 11th. I mean, it's you know, everybody knows exactly what that is as soon as you say it. Yeah, um, you say even, the date alone, and yeah, everybody knows. Even most young kids that weren't alive at the time, you know, they know what it what it stand, what it means, what it represents. Um, it was to, to say it was a pivotal moment in our country's history is an understatement. Hmm. Uh, to say that it's it was a pivotal moment in our lives <clears throat> as individuals and you know collectively as a people is also an understatement. I mean, it was. It, yeah, well, it, I mean, you can't really overstate how much of an impact it had on on our lives well it's like i mean the world froze you know Mm -hmm. like other countries people from other countries said that they were all glued to the tvs watching you know i mean everyone knew the world yeah was like what's going on in america yeah it 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 didn't just impact america It, it impacted the whole world it was yeah and i know that i mean being a, a veteran, you know, of the the global war on terror and just that that time frame post nine eleven, I mean that's literally what they refer to. It's you know, it's post nine yeah. eleven. It was the, you know, that was the time that was the marker of when this conflict and this war that myself and you know a lot of other veterans uh, my age and you know a little bit older and even younger, that's what defined us and what shaped us and uh, you know, who we are. So it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an extremely pivotal moment. And so what we'd like to do is just kind of discuss where we were, when it happened, uh, what we were, you know, what, what stage of life we were in and just how it affected us uh, then. And then going into, you know, its effect on our life, even, you know, even several years and even, I mean, now we're, what, 22 years past yeah. that, which is mind-blowing. I know. Wow. Yeah. No, I know. And and I, because Evan and I didn't meet until we were adults, you know, we obviously were um, at different... Well, we, we both are from Pennsylvania, but we didn't even know each other existed yeah. <laughs> at the time. And... um but I mean, I guess I'll share my story kind of where I was. And, yeah. um, so I, it was my freshman year in high school and, um, 
and I, for whatever reason, I had to do the math today. I was like, was I in eighth grade or was I in ninth grade? <laughs> I was no. in eighth grade. I, but well, and I, and I think I was getting confused because I always hear you tell your story about you being in yeah. eighth grade. And because, you know, he and I'm only seven months older than, than Evan, like I, my brain kept saying eighth grade, but then I was doing the math today. I was like, no, I was actually a freshman in high school. And, um, anyway, you would, you would wonder why I would like forget such a, <laughs> like is to forget how old I was but you know remember if you've listened to the if you listen to the episode I did a couple episodes ago I'm the one in our marriage who forgets birthdays <laughs> and almost forgets her anniversary for Pete's sake I even forget my own birthday <laughs> I forget how old I am I have to ask Evan how old I am <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember how I want it. I'm like, I'm becoming an old lady way too soon. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, I blame it on ADHD because now I'm pretty sure like 99% convinced I have ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evan's like, <laughs> Evan's like, what? You didn't know that? I'm yeah. like, yes. Um, I guess. Know <laughs> <laughs> what? Know what? <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> anyway. So, wow. I just totally rabbit trailed there. So anyway, it was my first freshman year in high school and I'll never forget. I'm like already like getting chills. Um, I was in typing class and um, we were all at our computers. We were typing. And um, and I remember like some of us being uh, <clears throat> some of us being able to play like typing games and and um, and others of us were working on a project. And I specifically remember I was working on like a writing project you know, but typing obviously. And, um, and the phone in our classroom rang. And remember this is at the time when like cell phones were just, I don't even know if cell phones had come out yet. Oh yeah. They oh, had, oh, they had? Yeah, like, was... but they were like still new. Like it wasn't mm. one of those things that everybody had. No, they were rocking the Nokia invincible. Yeah. Phone. <laughs> that was, that was like the, the phone of the day. Yeah. Like, you know, so, so the teachers did not, correspond via cell phone it was through the classroom phone and i remember the classroom phone ringing there was this there was this thing called a landline a landline <laughs> and it was attached to the wall <laughs> and it had a it had this thing called a cord and it was stretchy and it you, you could walk <laughs> almost all the way around the room with it and it would stretch yep, yep. back in the day <laughs> pretty wild anyway uh, anyway um so I remember the phone ringing and our teacher answering the phone and like, you know, when we're all like kind of chit chat and, and, and like, he was like, guys, you know, quiet down. And we're all like, okay. And, um, but then he like talked in really, really hushed tones. And I remember all of us being like, Ooh, somebody's in trouble. <laughs> Cause you know, whenever they talk in hushed tones, you're someone just like, did it. Oh, someone's, you know, someone's in trouble. And, um, but then then he like walked back to his desk and then he just sat down and we were all like, oh, okay, well, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, in, in the typing classroom like that, like the teacher is able to, um, control all the computers, um, sometimes and they can take over everybody's computers. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times they would do it, you know, for like in teaching, they would do it to demonstrate, demonstrate things and stuff. And all of a sudden he took over everyone's computers and pops up a photo of the twin towers. And, and this was after the first one had just been hit. And, 
it was just in flames. And I just remember all of us like staring at this photo confused. I remember being so confused. I was like, what am I looking at? You know, and, um, and because we were in Pennsylvania, like, I mean, yes, a lot of us were familiar with New York, but like, you know, the most familiarity I had about the Twin Towers was like, um, oh my goodness, what's the, um, the Christmas movie, uh, Home Alone, like, you know, the Twin Towers. The, it, is it in Home Alone? It is in Home Alone. It's like in, in the, the background of Home Alone. I mean, I'm, I'm sure yeah. it's, I know it was probably there. In the yeah. Home, well, but... when he goes to New York. Yeah. But I, and, um, I didn't, that didn't ever. Yeah. Really, I mean, I'm sure I, I had seen it in movies and things, but yeah. Well, and like, and the other, uh, oh, what's, what's, what's the movie where the guy, um, where she's like, you know, you never showed up and he had gotten hit by a or she had gotten hit by a car or he got hit by a car. Oh, I have absolutely no um, idea. Oh my goodness. Okay, one of you, when you listen to this, you need to send us a message and tell me what movie I'm talking about. It's an old movie. And they were supposed to meet at the top of the Twin Towers. And, or was it Top of the Empire State I think State it was Building. Top of the Empire State Building. Doggone it! Are you talking about an affair? I, uh, an affair to remember! An affair to remember, yeah. Oh, that was Empire State Building. Yeah, it was Empire State Building. Doggone so. it! Anyway. anyway. Wow! <laughs> Another rabbit trail <laughs> Another rabbit trail. Anyway, so so we're all looking at this photo, and then I just remember one of my classmates like shooting out of their seat and saying, "Wait, is that the Twin Towers?" And then our um, our teacher, and then immediately there was just like panic in the room, and because um, we're all like, "Wait, what does this mean? What is going on?" And our teacher like stood up and he explained to us you know, what had happened. And then, um, and then it was like, and I feel like he was in the middle of explaining it when the second towers got hit, the second tower got hit. And, um, cause he was watching the news on his, on his computer. And then I just remember him just like dropping to his seat and he was just like, the second tower just got hit. And like, we were just like, what? You know, and we, and we were like hit by what, you know? And, um, and he like told all of us to just get our backpacks and we were going to go to the gymnasium. And I just remember like just feeling chills, like running down my spine and just my stomach sinking. And like immediately kids in my class were like, are we at war? like, are, are we being attacked? Like, is this war? And, um, and we're all scared. And then one of the, one of the students in our class started crying because his, um, uncle worked in one of the, one of the twin towers. And, um, and he was like, he was freaked out. And so we're all funneling into the gymnasium and they had, um, TVs in the gymnasium, just playing the news. And, um, and we're all sitting there just, and and it was just the high schoolers. They just sent the high schoolers to the gymnasium. Um, everybody else, I'm not sure what they did, but I just know we high schoolers were sent to the gymnasium and we were just watching everything on the news. And then, um, all of a sudden, you know, and, and basically we were just sent there to wait until we found out what was going on you know, what, what the plan of action was because honestly, nobody knew. Yeah. Like nobody knew what the plan of action was going to be. And, um, and then the school decided 
we're we're canceling school the rest of the day. Buses are going to pick kids up. I I had never seen the buses get filled so fast. <laughs> yeah. And um and I went to a Christian school, but um the Christian school the Christian school I attended at the time was big for a Christian school. We had over 750 students. You know, so it was a big Christian school. And but we also had a bus um program that bused kids for like we bust kids for public schools as well. So like our bus program was used by multiple schools, but I'd never seen, and there were like 15, 20 buses. I'd never seen those buses get filled so fast and then start sending kids home. But I was a teacher's kid. And so all of us teacher kids hung around and waited (laughs) because our parents were, you know, trying to get their kids sent off, their their students sent off. They were trying to basically deal with tons of phone calls from parents. And it just felt like mayhem. But what was odd, it was like eerily quiet too. It was so... Yeah. I, I've never... I've never seen... It was like the quietest panic ever. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like I'd never seen, be, and I think it's just because everybody was just in shock and didn't know what to do. Yeah. And it was like there was chaos, but it was like a quiet chaos. It's like everybody was afraid that if they made any sound, it yeah. was going to disrupt everything and kind of like set everything off. I don't yeah. know. It was, it was, I remember that too. And, and then we all went home and... Uh, and I remember my parents not even really saying anything. Like, it, I don't think anybody knew what to say, really. Yeah. And and then we and then we all go home, and then we were just glued to our TVs. I remember us, you know, and our family had just gotten a TV just a few years prior. <laughs> I'm one of those kids who was raised with, like, no TV except for, you know, we didn't even have news on our TV. We used to sit by the radio. <laughs> we actually did. And listen. To the fireside chats. We actually did. <laughs> we actually did. You are making fun of my upbringing. Well. <laughs> Our family did that. <laughs> we didn't get a TV until I was older. And even then it was just a TV that would play VCR. Uh, yeah. And, um, but, and I just remember coming home and everybody, our whole family just sitting in front of the TV, watching the news. And, um, and I remember, you know, I feel like. <sighs> Even though I was a freshman in high school, I, it was like, I didn't know if I should cry or I didn't know what to feel or what to think because I had no idea what was going on. And, you know, and, and I didn't know if I should be scared. Like it was weird because it's like, because I was not in New York, I didn't know if I should be scared. Yeah. You know, or, or what? And so it was like, and honestly, the not knowing made me scared. Yeah. Well, and at the time, <laughs> I mean, they didn't know there was a, you know, the, then the plane hit the Pentagon then you had the plane that went down in you know, Pennsylvania. And then you had, I mean, there was, they were saying there was planes going to the white house. There was planes going to the Capitol building. There was, I mean, it was, no one knew what was going on yeah. and everything, you know, everything was getting blown out of proportion. Yeah. So it's, and again, it was, it was obviously very intense and rapidly evolving, but it, you know, everything, you know, they would lose contact with a a plane for 
a minute and they'd automatically assume, well, great, we got another one. Yeah. And that, so, I mean, the reports on the news, they had no idea how many planes had been hijacked, where they were going, what was going, if this was the only attack that was going to happen, if there was more attacks coming. So, I mean, there was, no one had any idea. And, you know, obviously yeah. if you were there, you remember that. I'm sure I just remember yeah. the uncertainty for quite a while, but. Yeah. And, and I may even have, because how, I don't remember how soon was the second tower hit after the first it was, one. It was pretty fast. It, it, didn't, okay. it was then like maybe 10 it, minutes, maybe. To, okay. Okay. It, then, yeah. Because I couldn't remember if, like, in my class, if it was, you know, when I just remember my teacher just, like, falling in his seat, you know, and saying, but maybe it was the Pentagon that got hit when he, like, fell in his seat it, in the Twin Towers both had. I, yeah. I, I just remember, like, something else had been hit. You know, while he was trying to explain to us what was happening and I couldn't remember if maybe it was the second tower or the Pentagon because I just remember my brain just could not wrap around this picture I was looking at. And um, and so I just I think I was so focused on that. And and our teacher had very little information to give us as it was just other than this happened, you know. And, um, yeah, so 846 is when the first that first tower hit, got hit, and then 903 was the second. So okay, it was eight, okay. Uh, then it then it is 17, what I remember. 17 how minutes. I yeah. Yeah. Then it is how I remember because because the first one, I mean, they thought it was an accident. They yeah. thought it was just a, a horrible, you know, this plane lost control and hit the tower. When the second one got hit, then everybody realized. Okay, this was intentional. This was well. Then not... maybe that's maybe maybe he was called after the second one was hit because then that's when they realized it was intentional. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I just like I said. I mean, when was the Pentagon hit? Um, let's see, nine thirty-seven. Okay, so it was about thirty minutes after the second plane hit the second tower. So okay, that would actually make more sense. I know that. Well, and I'll I'll, I'll explain. You know, the timeline that, that we had, it was, you know, but yeah, I, that would make more sense if he had shown us the photo of both towers. And then, like I said, like my brain, I just remember my brain being on fire because I was trying to wrap my mind around all of that. And so I think that's what happened. He had showed us the photo of both towers being engulfed in flames. And then, and then he, um, then the Pentagon got hit as he was telling us what was going on. But anyway, I mean, I know my quote unquote minor details, but like it's still important to me, you know, because it's our memory. <laughs> yeah. But because you lived it. Yeah. Anyway. So you young and eighth grader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back in, you know, the <laughs> anyway, I was in eighth grade. And we had just left history class and moved into math class. And our principal, I went to a small Christian school, much smaller than uh, Lydia's school. Our school had about, yeah, I mean, like we were, we were, I think we topped out at like 150 uh, total K through K through 12. So, I mean, not like high school, school. It it was tiny. Okay. So anyway, little school, but, um, it was actually my mom who called the principal to tell him what was going on because she was at home. I don't remember why she didn't have class. My mom's a teacher at the school or she was, and 
So Lydia's mom was a teacher at her school. My mom was a teacher at our school. So anyway, my mom called the principal and was like, you need to turn the TV on right now because she was at home watching the news. I guess she didn't have class that morning and she, you know, it was odd for her not to be at school. So, or maybe she had gone home on an errand or something and just turned the TV on for a little bit. I don't remember. Either way, she was at home, saw it, called the principal and was like, you need to turn the TV on right now. And then she saw the second plane hit while she was on the phone with him. And then he realized that's kind of when they, they put two and two together and we're like, okay, this is really bad. Um, and then, and my mom actually even remembered pretty quickly, like, well, really almost immediately about the terrorist attacks back in 1993 when the bombing, when the, the towers were bombed. I think it was 93. Don't quote me on it. But when they got bombed by the truck bomb in the basement, in the parking garage. Mm. So she automatically was like, great, it's happening again. So he comes, the principal comes in, pops the door open, and he, he basically says, two planes just hit the World Trade Center. And he walks out. <laughs> and I was like, I'm what? sorry. And like my teacher kind of sits down and he's like in shock. My first thought is, what the heck is the World Trade Center? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. I was like, that uh, was my reaction to when my teacher like, said, "Cool you know, story, World dude." Trade like, <laughs> that means absolutely nothing like, to don't me. Don't know what that means. And I was like, "Was it on?" And we started asking, "Like, was it on purpose? Was it an accident?" And then he was like, "Well, it wouldn't be an accident if there's two of them." And we were like, "Well, that makes sense." So we ended up I'm trying to think of what we did first. We ended up going into another classroom and kind of joining up with some other. Uh, classes that were, um, we were real small. So we just kind of started combining into, um, one classroom. And then eventually we ended up, uh, in that, in that classroom is where we, they brought in the, the TV on the rolling cart. Um, and then they, they plugged it in, turned it on. And we, we watched the towers come down, uh, at school. And then we went to the sanctuary. We had a little bit of a, we, they had a prayer meeting. We basically just prayed for a while. They said, we're canceling school. You guys are going home. Then we went home and then, um, yeah, we just watched TV all day at home. So I remember it was the next day or two days later, the, the fair, the Albion fair, this local fair that we had up in Pennsylvania was always around the, it's always around the same time, beginning of September. And we went to the fair and there was almost no one there. It was, it was so weird because we got there and it was like, we parked right near the, the entrance, which was odd because this was, it was a small town thing, but everybody Everybody went. Everybody would go. So we parked right near the entrance, which was odd. We walked in and it was just barren. And I just remember like talking to my dad and, you know, my mom, like, why is nobody here? And they're like, because they're scared. Everyone's just so afraid. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on. They don't know if it's safe to go anywhere in public. Um, and this could have been a couple days after. I, I don't remember exactly when it took place, but it was very shortly after. Yeah. And this was just a family tradition. And we're like, we're going, we're not going to, we're not going to stay home. And we went, and again, it was just, it was so eerie to see 
you know, how few people were there because everybody was just so unnerved and unsettled by the whole thing. Um, and I remember, I mean, again, I was in eighth grade and I remember sitting in the sanctuary and some of the high schoolers were there and they, you know, one kid in particular, he was really angry. And I was like, what are you, you know, what are you so upset about? And he was like, you know, they attacked us, you know, and I guess he just figured it out faster than it kind of settled in his brain faster than everybody else's. He just understood that this was an, a deliberate attack. And, and I, I kind of did too, but he skipped straight to the anger, you know, and I, I mean, that's just, it was interesting. That was just kind of a side note, but it was just interesting that he kind of figured that out before everybody else. But the, the following days, it really started to kind of, uh, I guess, just sink in what really happened. And, you know, and then, I mean, we, but I remember watching the towers come down. We were watching live when, I mean, people were jumping from the towers and they were, the news reporters are telling us like, that's, you know, that's what, that was what was happening. That's what we were seeing. We're seeing people leaning out the windows, like, you know, trying to get people to help them because they were trapped on the upper floors. So, I mean, it was, that's not a, you know, an easy thing to even just watch, especially when you're, you know, that age. Well, and, and the images that are coming across the screen, you know, it's like, those are just like forever implanted, imprinted in my brain, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned like how quiet, like how there was like nobody at the Albion Fair, you know, where you were. And I remember one thing I remember is driving like, for the whole week after it's like mm-hmm. we would drive anywhere and it literally felt like a ghost town yeah because nobody wanted to go anywhere do nobody anything. well and and some of it may just be everybody was glued to their tvs mm-hmm. and and i remember like factories and companies just straight up staying shut down for days because like mm-hmm. people just did not know what was going on you know and then you know then when president bush declared that we were at war. Yeah. Then it was like, what? And I remember asking my dad, does, and, and I knew what a draft was and I knew what it meant to be drafted. And I remember looking at my dad and be, and going, are you going to get drafted? Cause my dad was, my dad is former military. And, and I just automatically assumed, I think he was too old to get drafted, but mm-hmm. Um, he would have been too old, but my brain immediately jumped there because I was like, yeah. is there going to be a draft? Like, are you going to get drafted? And, um, you know, and I just, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, and that's on that note, my, my dad, he was, oh, let's see, 2001, he was born in 59, old man, uh, <laughs> So my dad was born in 46. Yeah, I know. He's even older. <laughs> so you think 40, he would have been what, 42? Yeah. So he would have been about 42 years old. He was too old to join the military as, I mean, he, he could have maybe joined like the guard or something. I don't know. I'm not, I can't remember what their max age is, but he was, he was, he was past that point really. Um, but he actually, I remember him sitting us down or we were just sitting down talking about something because what would you guys think if i joined the military 
and my heart dropped. I was like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Like, you've lost your book. What? Like, no, there's no, no. And we even said, we're like, no, absolutely not. And he kind of like laughed it off like it was a joke, but like, he was serious. Like, cause he, he was affected by it so much. Cause he's looking at this, like, you know, what kind of world are my kids going to have to grow up in? Am I going to have to take up arms and go fight for my country? You know? And he, at the time he was the only military age, quote unquote, military age male in our house. Cause I was the oldest man, you know, male. I was 13. My sister was 15. My brother was 11. So, I mean, you know, that there's nothing we could do, but I remember him very specifically coming to us and saying, what do you guys, what, what do you think about that? Almost like it was a joke, but I really think he was kind of testing and feeling test, and probing, yeah. you know, what our reaction would be. Uh, and that, that really shocked me as well. Cause I was like, did we really just have that conversation? <laughs> was, yeah. You know, it was mind blowing. But it makes me wonder how much even just that, like, kind of shaped, I don't know, you and, <clears throat> like, kind of put that niggling of a desire in you. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, I know that, and, and I know I've said in, in our episodes before where, you know, I said I've always, I had always wanted to marry a guy in the military and, um... But looking back, I'm like, yes and no, you know, because at the time I had crushes on guys in my class that I knew were not planning on going into the military. <laughs> and, um, and it honestly, it really, the, the desire and the passion really hit after 9-11. Yeah. You know, and, and it was like, I don't know, it was, and maybe it was just that, that patriotism because I mean, our country immediately became extremely patriotic, mm -hmm. and everybody just everybody became super patriotic for our country, and um, and you know, and yes, military is in my family's history, like both grandfathers and my dad, and um, you know, so there's there's a lot of like military history in my family. And so, so there was some of that too, but I just remember September 11th being a really pivotal point for me where I was like, I just knew in my heart that I was going to be a military wife and not because I wanted all the benefits because I didn't even know what the benefits were. <laughs> it was just that sense of, pa I don't know, patriotism that just... And it was like in every, every war movie I watched after that, like every just, it would just ignite that desire even more. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just, I knew, I just knew I was, and it was like, I want to be able to be the person that, you know, a soldier could come home to a Marine could have could come home to. And, and actually like, I, I am not just joking i actually got to a point where i was like convinced i was gonna marry a marine <laughs> <laughs> we have the letter to prove it <laughs> yeah i i actually wrote you a letter mm -hmm. about that um she wrote a letter to the marine that she was going to marry before we ever met oh that's right and then she gave it to me after we met and it was written probably a year before we met yeah 
So, I mean, that that's, you can't really make that up. We didn't, you know, she didn't I fake that. I forgot about um, that letter. Yeah. I forgot about that letter. Yeah. It was like a year before we met. I wrote a letter to, and it was like. It was to a Marine. To to yeah. a Marine, you know. Or, At it, least she told me it was to me. It could have been to somebody else. And then she just, <laughs> you know, erased their name and put mine in there. I don't know. But. No, it, I didn't put your name <laughs> in there. There was, was no like, name. It just no, said, it was. You know. and, well, and I think I, I think I had it labeled to the Marine I'm going to marry. Yeah, it was something like I, can't remember the exact wording but yeah. it was something like that it was to the marine that, yeah where is that letter by I, it's somewhere in one of the boxes upstairs in the attic we still have it yeah oh my word we need to go find those boxes and mm -hmm. walk down them it's lane. probably with some of the other letters from deployment and yeah. stuff but anyway so i for i totally forgot about that mm -hmm. letter so yeah i like i got to a point where i knew i was going to marry marine and and i didn't go seeking out like marines it was just I don't know. I just knew, knew mm -hmm. I would. And, um, anyway, so, um, so for me, it was like nine 11 kind of really ignited that in me. Um, and, and obviously really shaped my life because I married a Marine <laughs> <laughs> and then and here, we and are. <laughs> here we are. I'm now married to a veteran <laughs> Yep. and we have six kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah six kids and and here we are doing this you know yeah. podcast and all this stuff but so that's kind of how it shaped my life so you know as far as it went for me you know my life was really affected by obviously the patriotism that that followed um the attacks but also the the coverage of the war on tv yeah. I just and I don't I'm sure the 24-hour news cycle had started before uh 9/11. I think it had, but I really remember it taking off uh after that. And it maybe I just started paying attention more, but I remember just constantly seeing um stuff about Afghanistan, you know, the invasion, uh the way everything was going, and then, yeah. you know, and then 2 years later we're in we're in Iraq. You know, so and that was another huge pivotal moment in my life was because I was actually home. I was sick. I was sick as a dog and I was laying on my couch in the basement of our house and I had the TV on and I watched. Um, it wasn't live, obviously, but there was they had footage of the invasion uh, the day that they invaded Iraq. And I was home sick that day and I just watched the news all day long and watched them rolling across the desert. And, and I was like, wow, this is really happening. And, you know, I was at that time I was 15 and, you know, so, I mean, it was just, there was, there was nine 11 and then there was the war in Iraq that kicked off, you know, two years later. And I had always grown up playing, you know, soldier, playing Marine, you know, playing guns and, you know, army or whatever in the woods and, you know, just running around fighting bad guys. And it's like it was just constantly feeding that, watching it on TV, playing it outside. You know, and I, and I know a lot of people did, you know, they guy, you know, kids, boys just grow up they just doing that. Doing that's just, it. that's yeah. normal. We have boys, we know. But it was like, <laughs> I would play that and then I would come in and watch it on TV and it just fed it and fed it and fed it. And I really felt the desire to, to do it, but I didn't really... 
I didn't know what that was going to look like or how I was going to do it. I don't know. It was just, I knew I, I kind of wanted to, but it wasn't like I knew that I was going to do it. I really struggled my senior year of high school trying to figure out if I wanted to join the military or if I wanted to go to college. I was a pretty decent soccer player and I really wanted to play soccer in college. Um, and I just, I had this desire to, to just, to try and do that, uh, to play at a collegiate level, but I really wanted to join the military as well. So, and like I've said in other you know episodes, obviously I ended up joining the military straight out of high school, but 9-11, you know, that had to have been the single most influential factor in want because in wanting to join the military because if 9/11 hadn't happened and we were still at peace and it was a peacetime I probably would not have joined the military uh I I just I probably wouldn't have if we weren't you know in the middle of two wars and you know under under the umbrella of the global war on terror I probably would not have joined the military so that was a defining moment in my life um and I really wanted to, I really wanted to serve my country. I really wanted to fight for what I believed at the time was, you know, right and just and the, just the right thing to do. And I mean, my, my opinions and views have shifted over the years and I've, you know, I've learned things, obviously I've, you know, (laughs) and you know, things like that, but I, I don't, I don't regret uh, making that decision and, and standing for what I believed was right. And I may, you know, I didn't understand everything. I, I, there's no way that I well, could have. There's no way many of us, I mean, yeah. a lot of us have become more wizened to yeah. what exactly happened. But, but at the time it was just, yeah, I wanted so badly to be able to say that I did, uh, that I served and that I, that I, that I stood and I fought, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I did. I don't, like I said in the last episode, I don't regret joining and I don't regret going through it at all. I mean, so it's just, and and clearly we would have never met because I was going to marry a Marine. It's true. So it's true. You know, had you not, it's true. (laughs) I would have never married you. Facts. (laughs) No, God would have brought us together no matter what. Yeah. It just, yeah. I don't know. It it was meant to be. I don't know. It, it it happened. God had it planned out. Oh my goodness. Did we, did we share our, how we met? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The chaos there. Yeah. So I, I just know that, I mean, 9-11 was a a very pivotal moment in our lives. Um, and we're, we've been teaching our kids about it. Um, and they, you know, they, they see the, the pictures and the videos and cause I actually, um, one thing that I did is I actually collected um, the newspapers. newspapers. And yep. I collected every newspaper article I could for, you know, a week or two after the, you know, from the day after and then, you know, several articles. I actually made a map um, on a, it was just a piece of paper and my mom laminated it for me. It was a map of where the attacks were and where the planes went down, where the other plane went down. Um, I made a scrapbook. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> You're so cool. You're such a girl. I made a scrapbook. 
I, I hung the I, newspaper articles I mean, in my in my clubhouse that was above our shed, and I hung them on the wall. Yeah, and I well, stare I at was them and... I was a newspaper carrier, so I had like five copies <laughs> yeah. of every newspaper in my closet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I really was. I was yeah. a newspaper carrier. <laughs> but I mean, I just remember collecting those, you know, and and hanging on to them because I knew that it was just such a pivotal event. Yeah. Um, and nothing like that had ever happened in our lifetime. I think the only thing that was comparable to it was Pearl Harbor um at the time and you know because even my my parents were just shocked and obviously stuff like that doesn't happen often thankfully yeah. uh, but it was and i know i know that 9-11 played such a, a huge role in um all the veterans that i served with i i feel like if you talk to any of them that are that were alive and remember that event yeah um, you know, alive when it happened and remember it, that's, that played a role in them joining the military. Most yeah. of them. I can't say that for or, everybody, but. Or rejoining. Yeah. Because there were a lot of guys oh, who, yeah. who were already out and they went back in. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and that, there's a lot know, of that's, people. That's a big step too, because you got guys that have careers. I mean, you got, I mean, you got guys like Pat Tillman that left the NFL to go play, you know, to go serve in the army. And then he ended up getting killed. You know, and it's just like guys literally dropped their entire lives to go serve because of, you know, just wanting to stand for our country and stand for, you know, stand against what these people did and what they stood for. And so, I mean, it's it's hard to under, it's hard to overstate the effect uh, 9-11 had on us as a society and as, as a culture. Yeah. And it's. It's just, you know, man, it, yeah, that was, it's really the turning point uh, of a lot in our country and in, in our lives. Well, and, and the upcoming generations just have no idea. Like, you know. Reading about it in a book and looking at videos is one thing. Sitting there and living it was completely different. I mean, yeah. that was. Yeah. But I imagine, you know, I think back, you think back to any moments in mm -hmm. history and wars and stuff, and, and everybody will say that. It's like, you know, those who lived it, you know, it, it's like you you read about it in history books. And, and I mean, uh, so my dad served during Vietnam. And, um, you know, like that was that was kind of their moment in in my dad's yeah. generation vietnam yep. was their moment and um and it's like and i rem and we would read about it in history books and stuff and but like but it's like my parents lived through that that moment of history yeah and my dad served during you know vietnam and and it's like they have a different just view and, and 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 i and i think you know in a way that that like also shook my dad is just like it's like when you have a moment in history like that and you're living through it you don't want your kids to have mm -hmm. to live through something like that and so i think my parents were really shaken by it cuz they're just like no like yeah well, I think about it now because, I mean, 
having kids of my own and looking at the situation of the, you know, the world is in and looking, you know, back on that, you know, as, as my dad and my mom looking at it, I was 13 years old and we just entered into a war that we didn't know how long it was going to be. And they're probably thinking, you know, I don't know that it entered their mind at the time, uh, that I would join the military, but at some point you got to think like, well, we have sons yeah. Uh, this war is kicking off. Like it could very well at some point involve our children, you know? And I, I think about that now. I'm like, what if there's a war with China or Russia or Iran or North Korea or any of these places, you know, it's like, and my kids, you know, my, our oldest is turning 13 this month. I mean, he, he's, that that's the age I was at when this happened. And, you know, thinking about, him possibly being involved in some other future conflict is terrifying to me because I don't want him to have to do that. I don't want him to have to go and, you know, fight overseas and possibly die, you know, for our, you know, for whatever cause or whatever, you know, mission it is. And it's just so I, I, you know, being on the, on this side of it now where my dad was and, you know, having kids of my own, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> you start well, looking at the, the world and you're like, man, I wish I could make this world a better place for my kids. You know, and, and I, 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 that's every parent's desire is to, yeah. to do that. But it's, but it's, you know. it's interesting because it's like a, a, a mixed emotion kind of thing, because you even talk about like how much your service and your time, you know, your time in, in the war and even experiencing combat, like how, how that like has shaped you mm -hmm. and, and you know how much that has matured you and yep. grown you. And it's like, and you want that for your kids. You want your kids to be matured and grown <laughs> and, and you know, yep. and it's like, and, and so there's this, this mixed emotion of, it's like, well, I see the positives that came out of it for me, you know, albeit there was a lot of trauma, but, yeah. but like you know, I said, in the, in the last, trauma, but... in the last episode, I don't regret any of it. Yeah. Is there, you know, like it's it's kind of a weird relationship you have with, you know, the, the trauma because it's like I don't I'm not glad it happened, but I'm I really I don't regret that it happened and I don't wish that it hadn't happened. Yeah. So like I had said before, it's like you got these people that have these horrific events happen to them, like, you know, trauma or assaults or whatever it is. And you ask them and most of them will say, you know, if they've, if they've healed from if that they, event, yeah, if they've been able to move past it and, you know, move on with their lives, you ask them, Not like, do you, get over it, but no, they've, they've forward. been able to heal. Yeah. And they, and they say, if you ask them, they'll say like, you know, if you ask them, if you could go back, like, would you make sure this like never happened? And a lot of people are like, no, I, I wouldn't, I would leave it the way it is because it's made them. Yeah. who they are and again it, it sounds weird because like you think well if i could just go back i would make sure that never happened yeah maybe yeah. but at the same time if you take that away like you're gonna lose all of the growth and the strength that you developed from that you know so again it it's kind of an odd uh confusing i don't know yeah Cause it's like, you're like, I don't want the trauma. Yeah. Like, like I don't want that, that trauma but if in I my didn't, life. If I didn't have it, I wouldn't I didn't have, have the growth. It, like I wouldn't have the growth that had, that had occurred after it, you know? And yeah, no, the, I, I get it. Like that makes sense to me. And, um, 
And so it's just that mixed feeling of it's like we don't want our kids to have to experience that, you know. So it's like but but we've talked about like if our kids were to decide to join the military, it's like we're going to probably have to bite our tongues and avoid giving the opinions that we have. <laughs> be like, it's not what you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, because by that point they're going to be adults and being, I and, made the decision to do it. My yeah. parents were like, we can't tell you not to, we're not going to, it's your decision. Yeah. And I would have done it anyway. And they knew right. that. And they they were like, well, we've raised you to be independent and think, you know, on your own. And that's what we're trying to do with our kids as well. I'm not going to sit there and tell them you're not joining the military or you are joining the military. It's up to them, Yeah. you know, and that's, we're raising them to be independent and to leave because that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, you know, getting back, it just, <laughs> I think we digressed. Well, I mean a little bit, <laughs> a little but bit. <laughs> just talking about, you know, how it affected, you know, our parents and just our, uh, just our lives in general. Yeah. But it's a, it's one of those days that I, you know, I don't feel it's definitely not been forgotten, but I know that it's, we're 22 years out from it happening and it feels like people are forgetting. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people weren't even alive Yeah, and they, you know, or they, they hear about it in school and 22 years ago, babies were being born who they are 22 years old now. Yeah. And they were never... Yep. There's 22-year-old people that were not alive when 9-11 happened. That yeah. blows my mind. That's... Wow. That, that was... makes me feel really old. That makes me feel... <laughs> there's, there's, that makes me feel really now, old. veterans, listen to this. There's people that have joined the military and served four years and gotten out that were not alive when 9-11 happened. Wow. So, think about that. So, because when I was... You know, when I was finishing up my time, we had guys joining the military that were born, uh, like right before it happened. Because I got out in 2017, something that was 16 years after it happened. Yeah. So there's, I mean, they were still born before that, but they don't, they didn't really remember it. They were only, you know, two, three years old. Um, but anyway, it was just, it's, it's just wild to think about that, that you've got guys that they have served in the military for, you know, four years and gotten out and they don't, they weren't even alive when 9-11 happened. So wow. if that that's didn't wild. make you feel old, I don't I know. know what will. Like, you know, wow, that's wild. You're, you're welcome for that little, <laughs> you know, that little nugget of information. What? Yeah. So, but I know that, um, it's, it affected, it affected a lot. And I know um, a lot of veterans will say that it had a big, a big impact on their decision to join the military. And it's one of those things that, that we have in common. It ties us together. Um, and it's just one of those things that as veterans, it's another, it's another commonality that we have that some people, civilians will understand a little bit. Because they were there, they lived it. They they lived through you know seeing it, and I'm sure they can tell you exactly where they were, and exactly you know what happened that day. But veterans took it a step further, and joined up to go and fight. And again, that doesn't. I, I always say this: like we're not better, but we're different. 
And I, I honestly believe that. Like, I, I don't want to sit there and say that veterans are better just because we're veterans. I, I don't believe that. Um, but we are different. And we have different characteristics that make us, uh, that set us apart. And we have to be able to find that commonality and use it to our advantage. Because we are different. And sometimes it's hard to connect with civilians. It's hard to connect with people who were never in the military. Uh, not always, but it is difficult in most cases. And unfortunately, we find ourselves isolating and kind of just disappearing rather than trying to uh, reach out and help each other. So it's just, a, it's, a, it's a commonality that we have. It's a common experience that we all shared. And uh, we need to find more of those and focus on them. And then, then we can focus on it, just having conversations about where we are mentally. And, and again, it's like, everybody's like, well, we, we have the VA, we have all these different counselors. It's like, that's fine. But honestly, the biggest thing we could do is just talk to each other and help each other out and actually just say, Hey, like, I know what you're going through because I've been through it. Cause again, we were all there. We experienced it. And that's, you know, again, it just sets us apart and we've got to do a better job just discovering the common ground we have and then talking about it and talking through it and letting each other know, Hey, like your experience was different and your reaction to it was different than mine, but that doesn't mean that it's any less and it's okay to be traumatized. It's okay to have been, you know, through this traumatic experience and have it affect you. So all that to kind of just say it, you know, I'm trying to tie it back into, you know, nine 11, but we have a lot in common and we need to find those common areas so we can talk yeah. through it. Cause again, no one's going to, the VA is going to do what they can. Other organizations are going to do what they can. And they're doing, a lot of them are doing really good things. It's really going to come down to veterans doing it for themselves and for each other, not just for yourself. I'm saying getting with other veterans and actually talking and working through these things together and helping each other out because until we start doing that you know we're gonna if we're just relying on organizations that are going to take us hunting and fishing and you know go on bike rides and you know stuff like that that's that's great that's great for camaraderie and that's great for getting together and doing stuff but it's kind of treating the symptoms we've got to get down to the root problems and we've got to fix that and the only way we're going to be able to do that is by sitting down with each other and talking through it and being very specific and finding those problems and talking through them and working through them, the painful process of chipping away at those individual traumas, those individual scars and just working through them. So I'm hoping that made sense. I feel like I kind of rambled there for a little bit, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> but Man, I, it's good. this episode is going to go up on September 12th, but uh, anybody that, you know, is listening, I know that 
you're remembering September 11th and it's, it's a harder day for some people than others. Um, and just know that if you need to talk, you can contact me, you can contact us, uh, through Instagram, that veteran and his wife, or just the veritable veteran. You can send me an email, the veritable veteran at gmail.com. Uh, you can send me a message on you know Facebook and Instagram. Either way, you know, any way that you want to or need to, you can contact me. If you feel you know the need to talk to somebody, please do so. Don't just bury it and try to just ignore it. Don't go drink your problems away. It's not going to help. Nope. You know, just talk to someone. And again, if you don't have anybody else, anybody else to talk to, you can talk to me. So. Do you have anything else for them? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, he will listen and he always tries to respond timely as yeah. best as he can. And so anyway, I think that's yeah. that's it for now. We can say ta-ta for now. <laughs> <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you have a good night and or oh, a good day or whatever oh, it is. Whenever, whenever you're listening to this, it's late here and we're obviously uh, getting tired. So we are digressing. We're going to... We're we're gonna get out of here before this falls apart completely. So we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Love you guys. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more content like this, don't forget to subscribe. And please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Love you guys.